0: You're listening to a message from Victory Church of the Bay Area. For more information, please visit us on our website at victoryus.org. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Victory Church of the Bay Area. My name is Eman. I'm the Discipleship Coordinator of this church. Uh, It's so good to see all of you today. so nice and uh, I'm so delighted to serve you again and minister to you again today. And if it's your first time here, we want to welcome you. We would like you to be part of this community. In fact, you know, today is our last day of our last in- installment of our current sermon series entitled "Moving Forward." So we are going through these series for the past nine weeks. So tell yourselves today, I am proud of myself. I am proud of myself. Yeah, I, are you excited that we are on the ninth week? The last installment, we made it. We finished it. Well, not yet. We're going to be finished in a little while. So congratulations to all of you. Since, <laughs> yes, clap, give yourselves a hand. So since you will be, uh, we will be doing our last installment today, I will be giving you a brief recap of what we've been talking about. Our current sermon series is entitled Moving Forward, And it's always about discipleship, moving forward in our discipleship. Now, in this church, discipleship is one of our core values. It's really about following God while you're here in this earth, and what His calling is for you to have a relationship. You know, how many of you here are in a relationship? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's really good. So, having a relationship, how do we nurture this relationship? So, for the first. Uh, Three weeks we've talked about discipleship is a call to follow Jesus. Now, a call to follow Jesus necessitates a life and devotion to reading the Word of God, applying it to our lives, and having an essential, you know, teachings of the Christianity, and also having, you know, as we experience and as we know more about the Word of God, our lives change, right? So that's the first three. Holy living, no spiritual spiritual disciplines, essential doctrine, and holy living. Now, for the you know discipleship is also a call to to fish for people. So, meaning it is a relationship to people who don't know Jesus yet. So, if you have if you know people who don't know Jesus yet, we've talked about um, fishing for people, and it's you know we have to go and understand the gospel we need to know what the gospel means and how we preach it to other people that we have to have this urgency to preach it to other people and also checking our heart as well like how do we commit ourselves in making disciples okay and our last is also discipleship is a call to have fellowship with believers so how many of you here today are glad to be part of this church? Yeah, I'm so glad to be part of this church. And you know, in in our church community, we want to grow in our relationship with others to our church community um, by having a uni- unified relationship, expressing ourselves through honoring others, through forgiving others, and through our humility. Okay, so... I'm excited to preach to you today the last part of our um, sermon series entitled "Moving Forward," and the title of this is "Shared Life." Shared Life. (laughs) I'm very excited to talk about this and preach to you the word because this is who we are. What are we all about? You know, have do you have an idea what shared life means? Are you willing to share your life with me? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Well, shared life, you might be thinking, "Oh, is it about, you know, knowing how people are doing, you know, are, are you how how are you doing, like knowing what they've been going through?" Or is it about really sharing your belongings? I'm sure many of you will have ideas on how we share life. For today, I will teach to you what God wants us to do in this community and our purpose as a church as we share our lives together. We are a community. We are to have fellowship with each other as believers of God. And if it's your first time here today, I would like you to know that you are welcome in this community. We would like you to know who Jesus is in our community expressed in us and so let's uh, stand up as we read the word of god now if you have your physical bibles that's great please turn your bibles to the first book of peter chapter 4 verses 8 to 11 again the first book of peter chapter 4 verses 8 to 11 now let's read the word of god It says, above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks, as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves, As one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ to him belong glory and dominion forever and ever amen let's pray dear Lord we thank you for this time and opportunity Lord to hear your word again to focus and to gaze to at your glory today So Lord, we pray that you would open our eyes, that we would see your purpose for us in this church, your great majesty be revealed in us and through us as we read your word, as we apply it in our lives. So for today, Lord, I pray for your people that as they, you know, get comfortable in their seats, that they would tune into your word and that they would listen to your voice today. Lord, we lift up to you this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, you may take your seats. Okay, what did you notice in this uh, passage that we just read? Multiple times in this, passages, in this passage were mentioned the words, one another. Okay. One another. Now, who are we as a community? And what is their purpose? Why, why are we here today? Why are you sitting right next to a group of people? Now, as a community, we are called um, to follow Jesus and have fellowship with other believers in this church. Now, again, if you're new here today, we are—you're also called to follow Jesus, and to also hopefully you would one day see that God is real and you would want to follow Him. And so, from this two words that we have read one another, we are to derive three things that God is asking for us to do as a community. We will discover what God wants us to do. Now, the three points that we will be getting from this is that number one, we are to love one another. Love one another. Let's read again on verse eight. It says here, above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. okay. So when you read the words above all, or hear the word above all, what comes into your mind? Doesn't it sound like it catches your attention? Like, oh, you know what? You should do this above all. You know. Let me give you a brief background first of what this book is about. Now the first book of Peter was written by Peter at a time when the church was undergoing persecution by the rule and kingship of Emperor Nero. In fact, Peter wrote this book and Peter died under his kingship. So they were going through persecution. And I believe it's the same word for us today that we as, as a Christian as as Christians, as com- a community, we have a calling to love one another despite of the persecution. And again, Peter, when he wrote this book, the fourth chapter, previously, in the first few chapters, he was talking about how to live holy lives, and he was talking about, you know, how do we submit to authority and the relationships between a husband and a wife. And now Peter is saying he opened up saying above all above all it's of prime importance peter as if he was saying do this you can do this and you can do that but this is what you shouldn't forget okay this is what we should do this is really really important you may forget anything else but don't forget this we are to love one another keep loving one another So how many of you here are glad to be part of this church? Yeah, I am very glad to be part of this church because in this church is where I found authentic and genuine relationships. You know, people would tell me, oh, you know what, bro, I really encourage you to do this. You know, I get encouraged every time I would have some disappointments or failures. I would get uh, a good word that's coming from the Bible, and I know it's, you know, they're thinking about me. And I'm, I'm not sure if Reggie and Reginald, Reginald is here today. Are they here? So, by the way, thanks. By the way, um, they got married last night. So I was so, you know, so glad to see that an, um, our, our people, the people here in this church are enjoying, you know, relationships. And that's what we're called to do, is to enjoy our relationships. Not that we are to love one another. You know, loving one another also involves our care for one another, concern for one another, thinking about the good things for the other person, thinking about their welfare, thinking about their benefit. What can they have that, that will help them in this life, in this walk with the Lord, right? So I'm sure many of you have different ways to express your love for one another, can you think of some ways? Is it about giving a gift to another person, a special gift? you know you know you worked hard for um, the money, and you're going to use that money to buy a person a special gift you know if it's your way of showing love to one another that's great and if it 's an opportunity to spend time with another person, listening to them, really hearing what they what kind of problems, what are their thoughts in their minds, if that's your way of, of loving one another, good. You know, We encourage that. We are to love one another in a deep way. In fact, the verse here is saying, it continues to say, actually, this answers the question, how do we love one another? How do we love one another? The answer is in this verse again. It says here actually you know why do we need to love because in Colossians chapter 3 verse 14 it says here and above all put on above all these put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony all we need is love i'm not gonna sing today <laughs> all we need is love and how do we show our love for each other we are to love one another earnestly earnestly do you know what earnestly means do you know what that means you know in other translations of the Bible earnestly is also a word uh, it's called fervent fervent is in an intense love how intense is your love for your spouse for your friend for your parents for your friends how intense is your love in this community each other we are to show our love for one another intensely you know we we can show our respect mutual respect with each other but we are encouraged to love each other deeply and that's the kind of community that we want to be right so i do i do feel loved in this church in fact my wife and i are so blessed to have people that we've met in this church that a lot of people you know were invited to our wedding and even recently when we moved into a a home a new home the movers said to us said to me when i was you know doing the transaction with him and he said you know in my he he is kind of on the well not the young side he he was saying you know, in my years of experience of moving people around every weekend, well, that's when usually people move in, is I've never seen a community like this. I've never seen people helping each other move stuff out. And they know what to do. They, they care for you. And I believe they saw God. I, I told him, it was a time of ministry to me. I'm not here to just pay you, but I'm here to tell you that God is good. We are a community of believers that we help each other out, that we love one another. So we are called to love one another in a deep sense. Okay, the verse continues to say the word since or because. Love one another earnestly since or because love covers a multitude of sins love covers a multitude of sins have you heard of this saying before you will never know what love means until it hurts it's true I've experienced that I'm sure you all have right you will never know love until it hurts it hurts because you know, you've, you're, have you experienced this before when you're in love with a person? You've had so many plans for that person or together. Oh, we're, we're thinking about going to the park and then as you are planning along the trip, <laughs> things come out like, oh, it's so much more conflict than what I expected to be. The expectation is different from reality, right? I'm sure you've read all those memes over, all over the internet. But love hurts because we care for each other and we're somehow expecting a different approach, a different way of them dealing with us. But then here, we are called to forgive 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 each other forgive one another as you're relating here with each other in this community if you have been offended by somebody in this church forgive forgive it's for you and forget not the person but the offense forgive and forget there should be a way of mending things together, you know, you, we are to be restored with each other as a community in terms of relationship. You know, has somebody offended you before? Yeah, if you're thinking of that person right now, forgive him or her and forget what they've done to you. And this verse even goes further than just forgiving and forgetting, we are to cover. Cover a multitude of sins that for us as a community to share love with one another, when they offend you, we are to cover what they've done to you. We are to call to conceal. We are not to talk about them and other people, what kind of evil thing they did to you cover them protect them it's the same thing as when you're having a relationship with your spouse right we are to protect them for us not to spread bad things love covers a multitude of sins peter asked jesus how many times do i forgive jesus oh how do I, how many mi- peter asked jesus how many times do i forgive my brother what was Jesus' response? Seventy times seven, right? By the time your, Peter was counting many offenses, he wouldn't even think about it, you know, because he knew that it's not about counting the sins of other people that has committed to us, that they commit to us. It's really about forgiving. Okay, in Colossians chapter 3, verse 13. Let's read it bearing with one another and if one has a complaint against another forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you so you also must forgive how are we forgiven no that's the question we have been forgiven freely and that's the answer so how are we to forgive each other we are to forgive each other freely as well. And let me read to you um, in the book of first book of Corinthians, chapter 13, verse 7. This is a very nice one. You know, this is just a part of what the definition of love is. Verse 7, it says here Love bears all things, believes all things hopes all things, endures all things. This is true love, my friends, is that we are here to endure the hurt, the offense, the sins, another person committed to us. We are here to love each other, love one another. And the best example of this loving that covers a multitude of sins is of course none other than jesus christ you know jesus christ he not only forgives your sins he not only forgets your sins but he also covers your sins so he loved you that even while you were still a sinner christ died for you we are to love one another as Jesus Christ loved us. Again, let us love one another just as Jesus loved us. And that's the first point. Another point we can get from that passage that we read earlier is that we are to show hospitality to one another. Show hospitality to one another. Okay, what does hospitality mean? To you? Is it that feeling you get when you're in a hospital? Oh, this is hospitality. Wow, it's a big hospital. I can experience this hospitality really well. No. Hospitality is derived from the Greek word philoxenos. I don't know if I, I give that justice. It's from the word Philoxenos, which means it's in the it's in the slide which means it's fond of or lover of guests being generous to your guests have you been i have a question for all of you here have you been in a home other than your own home right did you feel do you recall a feeling of being welcomed in right it's a great feeling to feel that you are welcome you know that when i have full access to the refrigerator man i really feel welcome but of course i don't go and grab everything there i just just knowing that i have full access to not just the fridge but to other parts of the home and it feels good we are to show hospitality to one another let me give you a little background about this. You know, in this time, Christians were being robbed off by their material belongings. They were being, their possessions were being stolen away from them and they are being cast off to a faraway distant place where, of course, you know, they won't have a place to stay. And in this one, Peter knew that showing hospitality to one another welcoming them in would help them you know we are to show hospitality to one another and i believe that this it's the same thing with us today that whenever we have a friend who would have a flat tire who don't have a place to stay overnight who don't have a place to rest for a little while temporarily we can show hospitality to them Right and of course it goes beyond just welcoming you know your home to them in this church if you see a new person come in, you can show your hospitality to them by showing and feeling that they're welcome we can approach them and say, "Hi, my name is this and that how are you doing?" you know they might have something to say they might be going through something and we are to show hospitality to them you are welcome so it's if it's your first time here today of course we want you to feel welcome you are welcome in this place and you know this verse goes on further saying we are to show hospitality to one another without grumbling What does grumbling mean mean what does grumbling mean is it the one coming from the bread the bread grumbles (laughs) no grumbling is about complaining it's complaining it's whining do you like to whine (laughs) right oh it justifies how I feel right now I want to whine all day so we are called not to grumble or complain as a community and I know that if we're experiencing a little bit of inconvenience and if we are suffering, we are prone to complain, right? We can complain a little bit. We might have to comment a little bit on that. We, we. I'm already thinking about the dishes that will be piled up on the sink. I'm already thinking about the dirt on the doormat before the guests even come in. So we are called to be a people who should not grumble or complain. Now, if we want to complain, let's be reminded of what Jesus set as an example. And we can find it in the first book of Peter, chapter 2, verse 21. So when we feel like we're complaining, Jesus here for this to you have been called because Christ also suffered for you leaving you an example so that you may might follow in his steps. Jesus set the example for us not to grumble. In fact, when he offered up his life for us, did we hear him complain? Were there any words in the Bible saying, "You know, I laid down my life for this person"? And it was hard. Jesus is the ultimate person, the example who showed hospitality (coughs) to all of us here today. What did Jesus do? What did Jesus do? He left his home to the point of being separated from his loving father and he lived down with us he lived among us the god of the heavens chose to leave his home so he can live among us and that when we put our faith in him if you don't know if you don't believe in jesus yet if you're sitting down there and thinking i don't know him if you put your faith in him You are welcome in his father's house and when you put your faith in him if you believe in him God already prepared a room for you it's kind of sad really that our king left his heavenly home so we could go to his home he took our place and that's what Jesus did to all of us showing a perfect example of hospitality. We are to show hospitality to one another the way Jesus showed us. So that's point number two. And lastly, the last point that I want to share with you coming from that passage is that we're also called To serve one another. We are to serve one another. Okay, in verse 10, it says here: As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks the oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Let us serve one another. How do we serve one another? Should I get you a cup of coffee today? Is that how it's done? Should I give you tea? Do you like coffee or tea? Do you want me to massage your foot? Is that what serving means? Now, in this context, the, the Bible is asking for us to use our gifts to serve one another. Okay, God is gracious that He has given us many gifts. Now, each one of you here sitting in this room has a gift. Believe it or not, you all have gifts. We all have gifts. And it's something that we don't open from a box it is a gift from god let's find out right why don't we look in the bible to see what are the gifts that god has showered us with let's look first in the first book of corinthians chapter 12 verses 7 to 11 it says here to each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good for to one is given through the spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to one another the utterance of knowledge, according to the same spirit, to one another faith, by the same spirit, to, one an- to another, gifts of healing by the one spirit, to another the working of miracles, to one another to another prophecy. Another, the ability to distinguish between spirits; to another, various kinds of tongues; to another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one individually as He wills. Right? There are so many gifts God has showered us. Can you think already of how you know one gift that you're you have an affinity with, or you? think you have one of these there's more in Romans chapter twelve verses six to eight it says having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. if prophecy in a portion in proportion to our faith, if service our in our serving to the one who teaches in his teaching the one who exhorts in his exhortation the one who contributes in generosity <coughs> the one who leads with zeal the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness there's so many gifts i'm sure you are already coming up of one gift that you have you now what are we to do with these gifts god has given us Can you tell me, what should we do with these gifts? We are to use them. Use your gifts to serve one another. You know, if you're sitting there, you're thinking, nah, I'm not going to use my gift. You know, we are accountable to God because He's the one who gave it to us. You know, we are accountable to Him. We are to use them to minister to others. So how do we use them? You know, If you have a gift of healing and you hear somebody sick in the hospital, why don't you go to that hospital and pray for that person and minister to them. Use your gift of healing so they can see the grace of God. And if you have a gift of wisdom, somebody comes to you so confused, I don't know what to do with my life. My parents were mad at me and now I don't know. Where am I going? You can use your gift of wisdom and tell them, You know, this is what in the Bible says what we should be doing when we face this. We are to honor our parents still. You know, things like that. We are to use our gifts. I don't know if you're familiar with the parable of the talents, right? What kind of talent do you have, you think? (laughs) Can I hear you sing today? (laughs) Yeah, if you have, you know, God took away the talents that were not being used, you know, so you're not here to just sleep <laughs> you're not here to just sleep and really we are to use our gifts to minister to one another to serve one another in fact the perfect example of this serving is of course Jesus Christ he served us you know in Matthew chapter 20 verse 28 Jesus even in here let's read it even as the son of man came not to be served but to serve to give his life as a ransom for many and that's how Jesus served us is that he not only used his gifts to minister to us he actually laid down his life for us he used and sacrificed his life to ransom us. There's a price that he has paid. You were ransomed. That's what Jesus did. That's how He served us. You know, we are called to serve one another the way Jesus has served us. How, how do we fuel that passion, you know? How do we use our gifts? We are to use our gifts. In this verse, verse number 10, it says that we are to use our gifts as good stewards. As good stewards. So you know your gift that you have is not yours. That's not yours. Okay? How many of you here run a marathon? or have tried to enter into a marathon, right? When I was younger, I tried to go for a half marathon, and I couldn't say that, you know what, this is all my own doing, I trained for this, I'm prepared to run. But then, a week before my, the race, I sprained my ankle. My ankle was hurting, I couldn't run. And so I realized, you know, I'm not the owner of this God can take away whatever I have right now so if you have a gift we are called to be good stewards we are to be a good steward a good manager how do we use our skills and gifts in order to ministry to each other how do we serve one another the way God wants us to serve You know, we are accountable to him on what we do in heaven he might ask us oh what did you do with my gift you of teaching i don't know what we're, we're going to answer to him you know so we are accountable we are good stewards to him in here let me just run through the thing there are two gifts here that were stated that were emphasized the gift of speaking and the gift of service you know speak as if it's the oracles of god when you are given a speak uh gift of speaking It should be as if it's a pure word from God like it's it's to glorify God that it is him giving you the grace to speak to others so you can show God to others let's say for example somebody's down or you know needing advice or confused and if we have a gift gift of speaking to them speaking life to them can we show to that person that it is really God who cares for that person we can be conduits of his word let's be attached to the word of God and we can be we can minister to each other as if it's the oracle of God and if you have a gift of serving you know you like to serve you you take pleasure in making other people people's life easier then serve as if God provided you that strength, as if it's not yours. You serve until you run out of your energy or you serve that until, you know, you do your best, you do your mo- the most thing, you, you want to express your love for others by serving them so they can see that's not Him serving me, that's actually God serving me. All right? so as we follow Jesus example of serving one another let's use our gifts to glorify God okay let me say that again when you're given a gift from God we are to use it for his glory okay I know at times when you're young you don't know that you 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 don't know or you don't realize your potential yet you don't realize your gifts yet don't be Don't hide it. Don't be lazy about the gifts that God has given you. Pursue it. You know, perfect your skill, if I might say that. Really, use your gifts until you reach your maturity. When you're young, don't despise it. You know, don't whine and complain about, I have so many things to do. I can't use my gifts. No. This is the time. Perfect time for you to use your gifts. And Anytime you can use your gifts, anybody who you see that would be needing help and minister to one another. So use it for God's glory. Let's use it for God's glory. The point here of the third point is that we are to serve one another just as Jesus served us. Let's serve one another just like Jesus served us. You know, these will just be words. It's good to talk about. It's good to know. It's good to realize that I'm failing. I probably don't can't connect with this. So this will just be words if we don't apply them. We are encouraged to apply them, to do them with all our hearts, to really show to God that, you know, Lord, this is what I really want to do. This is what I'm really called to do. Because these will be just doctrines. This will just be doctrines in fact verse 11 in this uh, Bible is it was a doxology do you know what doxology means is it the album of victory no doxology means it's a high praise a high praise you know it turned into a doxology when we you know when there, when let's there's doctrines when we follow the doctrines when we apply the doctrines it can lead to deeds that will lead to doxology and that's the pattern here you know as if the writer was when he was writing he was so much filled with the Holy Spirit that it turned into praising God praise God for him belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever amen and that's what we are called to do as a church With these three things we are called to love one another we are called to show hospitality to one another and we are called to serve one another and if we do that if we are to be a community that is set apart like a community that's no other you know we we can shine we can shine as lights in the world you know that's what God has called us to do is to be different from other communities that we are here for one another despite of our failings our sufferings we're here for each other that we can't really live alone we can't be on a, you know just solo you can't go solo here in this church we are called to follow Jesus and relate with other believers and that's how we show the world we're we're different it's in the face of our inconveniences it's in the face you know of suffering when we find joy that's the world that the world doesn't understand that like what's in this person what's in this community that they have each other's back even if they don't themselves have nothing to share and that's how they see God And that's when we realize it is really God who's in control. His sovereign and glory belongs to Him. Everything that we do as a community, as we share our lives together, it should result in glorifying God. We are to glorify God as a community. We share our lives together because it belongs to Him. Our church belongs to God. We, he deserves the glory and praise. So let me summarize to you in one statement, you know, this last installment of our sermon series, in here, this one, we can share our lives with one another the way Jesus shared his life with us. It's really Jesus let's share our lives with one another the way jesus shared his life for us we are here as a christian community to show love for one another to serve one another and to show hospitality right doesn't god deserve glory and praise amen so why don't we stand up as we Pray and let's glorify God today as a community. Let's pray, dear Lord, today. We come before you lord god we might be hiding things in our lives lord that we haven't let go yet that we're clinging on to unforgiveness lord or pride thinking about we don't want to be in a place where we want to suffer we don't we're not willing to sacrifice lord we pray that these people Would learn, Lord God, the way you did it, Lord. You humbled yourself, Lord, on the cross, so you can purchase us. So, Lord, today we pray for those people who have unforgiveness in their hearts, Lord God, for them to freely forgive others without expecting anything back without expecting a change in behavior without expecting anything in return so Lord I pray for those people Lord God to release all of their hatred right now towards each other if they've been scarred by relationships that were kind of in a friction Lord right now we pray for forgiveness to be upon their hearts for them to let go of things that they've been holding on to that's not helpful that's not your example lord we pray for them lord Lord, we also pray for those people today here that has has been happy lord just sitting down and really they couldn't really realize yet your gifts for them. Lord, I pray that they would open their eyes, Lord, that there is a greater mission, Lord, than being just in this community. That it's our aim is to glorify you, Lord. I pray that they would realize today that it's really about your glory that matters. That they would use their gifts, Lord, to glorify your name. And that's our purpose Lord in this life so I pray for those people right now and I also pray for those people who have been serving their, with their whole hearts here in this church using their gifts in the utmost way Lord you're rejoicing in them Lord you're happy for them I know that you are proud of them because you've been using their gift they've been using their gifts Lord so Lord we lift up to you the hands of the volunteers Lord God who are willing to sacrifice their comfort their convenience just to glorify you Lord right now you're rewarding them with your presence you're giving them your whole life you're showing to them your heart that it's really for the lost people. It's really for people who doesn't know you yet. So Lord, we thank you for those volunteers, Lord, who are serving with their whole heart. We thank you, Lord. And lastly, Lord, I pray for our community, for each and every one of us here gathered today. Lord, we pray that you would pour out your Holy Spirit to be upon us, to do things supernaturally, Lord, even if we reach the limit of what we can do, we think that we're we've you know we've come at our wits end Lord I pray for each and every one of us Lord to have this burning fire and passion to glorify you that we are a community Lord that's set apart and we want to offer you know our community our church for your glory lord, may your name be glorified lord and so like right, right now Lord we just want to praise you Lord together with each believer here together with each person in this room Lord let's just lift up our hands Lord you deserve all the glory and praise Lord you have told the waters of the earth Lord God when to rise when to fall you've told the Sun Lord God when to rise and given them the time Lord you are in control of every little thing in this world so Lord we pray Lord that you will be glorified Lord God not just because of your creation, but because of what Jesus Christ did. Lord, we pray that Jesus Christ will be in each and everyone here in our hearts, Lord God, for us to know Him in a personal way that when we have a relationship with You, Lord, may Your name be glorified. Lord, we glorify Your name, Lord. You belong. Everything belongs to Your name. You are in dominion. You are in control. Lord, Your power is awesome and unlimited Lord Lord we pray for that same power to be upon us today Lord as we go out of our own ways Lord may we always be reminded Lord that everything is for your glory so Lord we lift up to you this community may we be set apart different from different communities a community that stands out an extraordinary Lord that praises your name that glorifies your name Lord Lord, we thank you so much, Lord, for this opportunity to be with you again. Lord, we love you. We want to serve you, Lord, with our whole hearts. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray.